Greetings. I'm Matt Matthews, one of the pastors here at First Pres in Champaign, and I'm happy to welcome you to our media ministry. Join us in person. We're located at the intersection of Church and State Streets, adjacent to Westside Park in downtown Champaign. Our traditional worship service is at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and on most of those Sundays, we offer French translation. Our contemporary services on Sunday begin at 11.15 a.m. When you come to First Pres, what you'll find, what I hope you'll find, is a community of people who support each other and who are passionate about making a difference in our community and beyond. You'll find relevant teaching for children and adults. We have at least a dozen Bible studies in small groups, including pickleball, that's right, pickleball, adult choir, a bell choir for all comers, and other programs and events designed to grow your faith and give you and me opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in. As we approach Scripture, it's best when we do it in a spirit of prayer. So join me in prayer, will you? Help me to sing. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. You alone, O Lord, are holy. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. Alleluia. Great God, open us to your word as we find it in Scripture. Might it find a way to be rooted into our hearts and by your grace. Might we live your word in the world. For we ask it in the name of Jesus the Christ and the people of God together say, Amen. Our Scripture this morning comes from John's Gospel. It's a little verse with with a big punch. I give you a new commandment, Jesus says, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. When I was a teenager, Todd Rundgren wrote a song uh, that he recorded uh, with his band, Utopia uh, for the album uh, Wow, Wrong Planet. Um, the song was covered a few, le- a few years later by England Dan and John Ford Coley. It's called Love is the Answer. It was a big hit when I was growing up. Love is the Answer. The Beach Boys, Elton John, the Beatles, Billy Joel, my sisters, Simon and Garfunkel, my parents, uh, Sinatra and the Letterman, they all were singing about love. And like the monkeys saying, I was a believer. I was a believer because my choir was singing about love. My preacher was preaching about love. My Sunday school teachers were earnestly teaching about love. And I knew it then, but I really know it now. My parents, in all they did, they were demonstrating love. Love in the world, love for their family, love for their neighbors, love for people they didn't know. The church widened our horizon, and we were praying for people we didn't know about, would never meet. But my parents in the pew next to me were teaching me that love matters. Love is the answer. My father would sleep during the sermons, and I'm still trying to unpack that lesson, but but they did demonstrate that love is the answer. The chorus to that song, of course, uh, that pop song, is a prayer. Light of the world, shine on me, love is the answer. Shine on us all, set us free, love is the answer. You know that song? 
It's a very popular song, was and still is. As a child and a teenager, everybody I loved, everybody I respected, my teachers and my neighbors and people in my church, they led me to believe that the best example of love was not some pop song lyric or some rock star. The best example of love was Jesus, the Christ. I give you a new commandment, he says, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. This is how people will know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. You know, he said this in John's Gospel in chapter 13. After having a meal with his disciples, he got up, he girded his loins, he wrapped a towel around his waist, and did what? He got down on his hands and knees and he washed his disciples' feet. So with these words to love one another, but mainly with this action, this action of service, he demonstrated that love is service, love is humility, love is sacrifice. We love with gladness. We love with our whole hearts. Loving puts us on our knees Jesus loved even though he was derided, even though he was tempted to do otherwise. He, was, he loved even though, maybe especially when he was taunted, when he was tricked, when he was spat upon, when he was jeered, and of course it's the season of Easter. He loved even though he was crucified. He said long before any songwriter made it famous, he says, love is the answer. Tay Chong shares this story in Stories from the Stage, that TV show, which I love. As he became a young man, he said, loneliness became part of my tradition. Loneliness became part of my tradition. He came from Korea with his parents in 1976. He was a young boy. And from the time he was very young until the time he left home, he was told, you must marry a Korean girl. In Portland, Maine, He only knew four Korean women. One was in her 50s, one was in her 20s, one was eight years old, and the other was an indiscriminate age. As an 18-year-old, he didn't think he had a chance. And so he was resigned to the fact that he was going to break tradition with the family he loved. He went to college. His older brother fell in love with an Italian girl, and his father disallowed the relationship. And father and son became estranged. And Tay knew that his day was coming, that he would be estranged from his family more than he was now. He stayed away. At the age of 28, he was working at a um, a community center, and in walked a woman in brown, all brown. Uh, She had blue hair, no, blonde hair, blue eyes, (laughs) blonde curly hair blue eyes he had a big smile and he asked you look like a girl scout are you going to try to sell me cookies and that was the beginning of their first five-hour conversation they fell in love she because she was a roman catholic and tradition mattered to her she said i want to meet your family and he said they don't want to meet you because you're not the woman that i'm supposed to fall in love with But Susan, she 
she pushed it, and so Tay called his mother, and he said, Mom, I want to bring home a girl to meet you. And she said, oh, that's great news. He was 28 years old by now and had been away from home for a long time. She said, I'll make oxtail soup. And he said, Mom, she's a vegetarian. She doesn't eat oxtail soup. And she said, it's not meat, it's soup. So they came over. That night was a night of broken traditions. Tay broke his tradition of not coming home. Susan broke her tradition of not eating meat. And and Tay's parents broke their tradition of not welcoming a blue-eyed, blonde-haired, smiling girl into their home for dinner. And, of course, she would become their daughter-in-law. That night, love prevailed. Despite what traditions would otherwise dictate, love transcended tradition, and love prevailed. Jesus summarizes the great commandment, and there were many, of course, many commandments. It was a good question to ask Jesus. Of all these commandments swirling around, what's the greatest one? Jesus said, well, you know what the law says, and he's quoting from from Numbers. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second great commandment is like the first. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love is the answer. I think we know that. We're not being told something we haven't heard before. But love, living in love, is difficult sometimes. It's hard to pull off. It's easy to say. It's difficult. Sean Billman is the teacher of the week at Mary Miller Junior High School in Georgetown. Did you read the story about him in the paper on Thursday? He's a math teacher. He teaches sixth graders. This man knows that love is hard. (laughs) He loves his job. He loves sixth graders. He became a teacher because his his nieces... uh, he could teach his nieces math in ways that their teachers weren't, and they understood. So he left his job in industry and became a sixth-grade teacher. The job is challenging, but he brings delight and humor and commitment to the classroom, and it's inspiring. He, he likes to teach his students how to solve one-step algebra equations and finding the area of quadrilaterals and triangles. Raise your hand if you know how to find the area of a quadrilateral or a triangle. We need to see Sean Billman. He'll teach us. Apparently, he'll have a good time teaching us how to find the area of these things. And, of course, it's vital that we know. (laughs) He loves teaching, and it, it shows He doesn't want his students to rely too much on technology on the calculator. He wants them to use the brain, that is, the computer that God gave them in in their heads. Sean Billman, he puts the, the walk in the talk. It's a simple story. He's just a teacher, just a teacher, just one of those daily heroes. He's making the world better. He has a hard job. It must be awfully difficult teaching sixth graders math. And yet he shows up every day, and he does it. And we know that our children and our world need people like Sean Billman. 
Jesus calls us into a vocation, not so much of math, but, but of, of teaching, a, of, of a vocation of love, of living love in the world. He, he talks about abiding in, in my love in John's gospel. Abide in my love. Just as I abide in my Father's love, you abide in my love. So living in this love, dwelling in it, is, is what we're called to be and do. Easier said than done. Loving God, loving self, loving the world, it's our calling. And he makes it clear that we're not only to love the people who love us back, the aunties and the grandmas and the next-door neighbors who watched us grow up, but we're called to love people who don't love us back necessarily. We're called to lend to people who can't repay. We're called to um, care about people who might not care back. Maybe sixth graders in math class, I don't know. People who are hard to love, people who are different, people who don't share our traditions, people who don't share our morals, people maybe who come from a different background altogether. Love everybody, Jesus is saying. Not just those it's easy to love, love everybody. And of course, he says, we're called to love our enemy. And we know that Jesus means it because we've seen him do it. We know we're called to love one another, preacher. We've heard this sermon before. Inspire us with something else or tell us how. Look around. Look and see what you see. Watch one another. You are demonstrating this love for the world. Keep it up. Don't give up. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes your love is turned away. Sometimes you love for the wrong reasons, and your love isn't even love. But keep trying. Keep trying. Fail, and then, as Betty Hollister says, fail, and then fail bigger next time. Isn't that what you say? And look at her. She's a huge failure. She, she fails all the time. <laughs> fail and fail bigger next time. Be bold. Love one another. Give it a try. The people you hate, the people who keep you awake at night, try to love them differently and better. And if you can't, give up for just a little while and love the people you can, but don't stop loving. Don't stop loving. The world is hungry for love. May God help us and bless us as we try, as we make the necessary changes, not in other people, but the changes we need to make in us. May God bless us as we make changes in us. May God bless us as we take the extra time, as we take the necessary extra effort, as we overcome the obstacles and the traditions that often drive us apart. And let me uh, end with the words of that song. And when you feel afraid, love one another. When you've lost your way, love one another. When you're all alone, love one another. When you're far from home, love one another. When you're down and out, love one another. When your hopes run out, love one another. Help me say it. When you need a friend, and when you're near the end, Jesus says love is the answer. Might we trust him? Might we believe this is true? And then might we turn the corner and do the even more wondrous, difficult thing? Might we believe it's true? And then might we do it?
Love is the answer. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. And for more information, visit us online at www.firstpres.church. Have a great week. Thank you.